Welcome to Season 2, Episode 12 of TCC Talk. Today I am joined by Athletic Director and really our co-host for TCC Talk, Rob Cheney, as we are going to recap Coach Mike McLeod's 1,000th win and the huge comeback by TCC over State College of Florida. First, Rob, you get any sleep last night? It's been a long night for the both of us. I got a little bit, and, um, you know, that's you know, comes with the territory in March. A um, lot worse problems you could have, though, so happy to be here. I guess this is our first recording uh, off campus, so a bit of a groundbreaking day for TCC Talk. Yeah, it's a TCC Talk on location, Rob. There you go. So, we'll, uh, first off, let's, let's go and recap Coach McLeod's 1,000th win, a doubleheader against Thomas JV, the first game 9-0, to and then in rainy conditions, able to come up on top 15-4. to And I know you and I are very disappointed that we weren't able to make it there, but just to be able to have the staff to maintain that type of uh, promotion and having TCC be able to get to 1,000 wins, even for Coach McLeod, is an amazing achievement. Yes, well, I was, I was doing all that I could to will some rainy weather into <laughs> Tallahassee on Wednesday because um, I, I was thinking the, the games would be postponed and that second game out wouldn't come till Sunday and it would give me a chance to, to get back to Tallahassee after the state basketball tournament. Uh, didn't happen that way. Uh, we got the games in and, uh, you know, swept the doubleheader in the second game. Uh, gave uh, Coach Mack his 1,000th win. Um, very appreciative that uh, Dr. Murdaugh, our, our college president, um, was able to spend I, – really, I think he was out there uh, the duration for both games. Mm -hmm. And he was there uh, when the game was over and the staff, uh, you know, Gave Coach a uh, nice little recognition. Uh, had a banner ready for him. Uh, big, just, know, big shout out to Brittany for, for holding Brittany, down the fort. Brittany Christie uh, did a wonderful job kind of executing that. Um, Reese Fishback got to be on the PA for that. <laughs> one of my interns uh, for, uh, for, the, for this year. So hopefully that created some really neat – uh, memories for some of those students because I can remember uh, some of the neat things I got to be a part of 20 years ago when I was a young guy just breaking in and helping out in any way I could so uh, good job by the staff and uh, you've been uh, been very neat to see the reaction from former players congratulating coach on that milestone and I know you and I uh, spoke about it before, and I believe you alluded to it again in a tweet last night. Likely a milestone that we won't ever have again at Tallahassee Community College just because of the um, the, the, uh, the college athletics yeah. today. You just the, the math just isn't going to um, add up, at least in one place. Yeah. Now, 30 years in one place is, is something that you don't see necessarily, especially with a lot of – uh, switching around in schools and and really his allegiance to Tallahassee is mm -hmm. is bar none one of one of the great stories here this year. Yes, and I can remember pretty sure I was there that that first spring that I helped out in uh, 1999. He won his 300th. I want to say it was against Seminole State College early in the season. They were in a little weekend classic down in Mid Florida, um, or down in uh, Central Florida. 
and and I remember remember that milestone and you know we race we you know, want to get a plaque done and all this and that yep. and, um, and and we'll have I know uh, a little more of a formal presentation later in the season but I uh, had always envisioned doing something on the spot provided that it happened at home so thankfully it did uh, for for people who haven't seen the social media, what did you get, uh, Coach McLeod? Well, uh, a good friend of mine, Jason Hendricks, who uh, is a veteran uh, sports information director back in Tallahassee now, working for the Florida Sports Foundation as their director of communications. Um, he he's really been a big help to me this year. He's he's actually designed a lot of the graphics that you see through the social media platforms. So I'd reached out to him, and and he designed a, a graphic for you know twitter that was ready to go as soon as the game was over but he also designed a banner that we were able to present on the field uh commemorating the 1000 wins and really really neat picture that was sent back to us last night coach mcleod uh, president murdaugh all of the coaches and uh, players were gathered around home plate with the banner and that's kind of the shot that i'd always wanted to capture so I, you you said it best i really hated to not be able to be there but you know there's other other yep. responsibilities um you know, jumped in and sometimes you know you have to just trust that you've put people in the right place to carry out the game plan and move forward not only did the local uh local people get on on it especially coach McCall's former players but you also mentioned that the president of the njca gave a congratulations to coach mcleod he did i received an email or got a text late last night from chris parker the uh, executive director and ceo of the njcaa and uh, i know he he sent an email to coach mcleod late last night chris and chris uh uh, jo jokingly pointed out in the email that uh, at least two or three of the thousand wins were at his expense back <laughs> uh, you know, 11 or 12 years ago. Chris, I believe it was at Patrick Henry Community College up in Virginia where he was a coach. And they actually came down to Tallahassee on their spring break excursion, I would imagine, mm -hmm. uh, where they did a, a kind of a, a swing through the southern states and, and they picked up some games in Tallahassee. So, yes, he's if, – if you had that list of – who all uh, has coached against uh, Tallahassee in those 1,000 wins? Uh, Chris Parker would be on the list. Uh, that's a, it's kind of funny just to see that happen uh, where paths cross. And I mean, when you when you play thousands of games and winning a thousand of them is uh, something that you'll probably never see at the NJCA level again. It, it's crazy to see how many people you'll be able to cross paths. Well, and we're actually we're sitting in the room with a gentleman who has coached. In Florida, uh, Mike Matulia, he's now athletic director at Lake Sumter State College, but former baseball coach, and he's also our men's commissioner and board of regent for Region 8. And I would imagine at some point uh, in the past at Tallahassee and Lake Sumter hooked up on the baseball field, and, and he and Coach McLeod probably had some head-to-head -head battles. There you go. <laughs> so it, you, you are right, and I think at the two-year level especially, that's part of what – is most meaningful whether it's as a coach or as an administrator or if you cross over from one to the other there probably is a little bit more of a close-knit bond be between those groups um, and you tend to you, you tend to cross paths a little bit more and a little, little more often uh, over the years 
What what's the next step for the baseball team? Uh, their next game will be is it t- tomorrow? Friday we we did we made the decision Tuesday to push Thursday's game back a day. So we'll play Abraham Baldwin at 4 p.m. Friday, and then we will host Blackhawk College from Illinois, I believe it is, um, for a doubleheader on Sunday, beginning at 1 p.m. Softball canceled Thursday's doubleheader against Central Florida. I, I think it's still raining in Tallahassee today, at least from mm-hmm. what I saw earlier. So uh, we knew conditions probably would not allow for, for home games today. So that game was canceled, will not be rescheduled. And I believe that puts softball off until maybe Monday. And I want to say they will go up to Andrew College. Well, a monumental win for Coach McLeod, getting his thousandth career win with TCC in 30 years as a head coach, which is something that you don't see very often um, with one program. Uh, That being said, Rob, uh, we were here over in Niceville covering TCC versus State College of Florida. And the Eagles, they end up coming out on top 67 to 59 over State College of Florida. Huge comeback. And in the postgame celebration, uh, you you saw Coach Zach Zetembre congratulate Coach McLeod on 1,000 with the rest of the team. Pretty cool. Yeah, and kind of neat. You you were talking about Coach McLeod and being, you know, 30 years at TCC, and now you switch to a sport. And Zach, postseason, his first postseason game. As a, he's a rookie head coach for us. So kind of both ends of the coaching. It's hard to wrap your head around it. It's hard to wrap Um, your head around it. But as for the game itself, of course, I don't know. I, um, Rob, you're our good luck charm. Good luck charm. I had stepped out at halftime uh, for a meeting that I needed to be a part of, and I believe we were down six at the half. And when I stepped back into the arena. We were up by one point, and I just assumed we had come out, had a good strong opening to the half, and now we pulled even oh. and it's back and forth. Look. For the backstory, uh, for the backstory, I'm sitting here, and and TCC is down by 13 points at one point. I'm scratching my head. The Eagles call a timeout with 15:39 left in the second half, and I'm texting back and forth with the guys back in Tallahassee, going, "I don't know how they can pull this off. This is going to be really difficult. They can't shoot at all today. What's going to happen?" And coming out of that timeout, uh, Coach Setembre calls a play for Yael Hill, who was one of the few players that seemed to be putting out a lot of effort um, and, and offensively hadn't had too much going in that first half but was putting in good minutes. He gets fouled on a three, uh, helps spark that run, um, in, in which TCC ended up going on a 25-0 run to take the lead. But, Rob, when you walked in, the Eagles were on a 14-0 run, and I turned to you and I go, Rob, you don't know what has just happened. It, it was insane, the turn of events and how shell-shocked State College of Florida was. Because for you, you didn't know how dire it had become. No doubt. Um, like I said, I, I thought we had you know, come out of the locker room strong, pulled even, and now we've – we're in a nip and tuck game. Uh, unbeknownst to me, we we had fallen behind 44-31, as you said. And when I stepped in, we were in the middle of the 25-0 run, and that's uh, you just don't you just don't yep. see that often. And and I think I was you know, reading back uh, through the recap that that you wrote last night. Uh, thank you for doing that. <laughs> um, you know, it was about an eight-minute scoring drought for State College of Florida, and it. it uh, Kind of took me back to uh, 2016, our first round game against Eastern Florida State College. Now, um, 
I believe in that game, we were down close to 20 or right at 20. So the deficit was a little more than um, we didn't have a 25-0 run, but we came back. And that was in the second half. You know, we came from way down in that game. So kind of took me back four years uh, to that night, you know, big comeback win. And, that you know, a lot of times that's the kind of win that can uh, kind of serve as a springboard you know, to bigger things. Uh, we, we use this cliche a lot. You know, the first game is always the toughest for whatever reason. Um, you, you just you, you have to battle and stay engaged and not panic. I know Zach in post game yes. alluded to, hey, you know, down six at halftime, that's nothing. And, you know, we've been there before. And, and I do believe the 12 games that, that we just got through playing in the panhandle served us well last night um, because, you know, we, we've faced deficits and we've been in uh, adverse situations. But you have to be confident in yourself and, and the guys have to maintain you know, their composure and their poise. And, and I think we did that and you got the big run and, you know, to, to uh, State College of Florida's credit, I, I believe they got it back to within about four, four or four yeah. with a couple of minutes left. So, I mean, the game was far from over after we made that big run. Um, but we, we got some stops defensively. And, you know, I think one thing that probably, probably did not get talked about as much last night as, as it should now that I'm looking back at the stat, stat sheet. Um, but we held Des Moines Hodge, who was, you know, the region's leading scorer, probably in the top five in the country, I would imagine, uh, right at about 26 per game. We held him to three of 18 shooting, two of nine on threes, and he missed – Two free throws off a technical foul. Yes, he did. Um, he only had ten points, so I think the job that we did on him defensively and overall in the second half, you have to point to that as a big reason why we came out on top, along with a you know plus seventeen on the glass. Yeah, TCC in that second half, Caleb Stevens had nothing going for him. Neither did Tariq Silver in the first half. In the second half, it was a, a complete flip of the script. Calix was the one who made the three-pointer uh, to take the first lead of the game, 45-44, to with just over 10 minutes left in the game. Tariq Silver hit a bunch of big-time shots. Um, Rob, what do you got on the point total for Tariq? Uh, Tariq finished with 13 yeah, th for the night. 13, he... he springboarded TCC with a pair of threes and and really one of the bigger plays was from Jordan Guest down the stretch on on a missed shot able to get the rebound put it up and in his only basket of the day he was one of 10 Robin that's one thing that that Zach was saying was some some of the guys on the team had one of their worst games of the year in the first half uh, for Jordan probably one of the worst games of his, of the year but when it mattered he made the big play well you can't shy away from the moment and, you know, at this point, you need to have short memories. Um, you know, you can, be, you can be 0 of 9, but it's that 10th shot that might be the one that's most important. And you've got to you remain confident in yourself. And, and I think the one thing that you see you know, throughout the team, you know, I don't think anybody on the team lost confidence in Jordan. Um, mm -hmm. And they – you're still going to feed him the ball, and you're still, still going to expect him to take the shots that he's taken and made all season long. And you 
same could be said uh, for Tariq, L, Calix, whoever. And I think that's one thing that has helped us be successful this year is, is they believe in each other, they play for one another, and they enjoy playing with one another. Robin, we've even barely mentioned L. Ellis, Mr. Reliable for TCC. He was 6 of 10 from the field, had 16 points. And, and really, it, it wasn't like there was a certain play that he helped change the course, but being able to man the offense and, and be the steady point guard that he's been all year um, gives you a little bit of comfortability going in to a big game against Eastern Florida State, uh, which, I mean, Eastern Florida State, I was looking, has made – the Elite Eight five straight years, Rob. Yeah, you know, Jeremy's done a real good job at Eastern Florida, kind of you know, built them into you know, one of the you know, upper echelon teams in the state. And certainly you know, going back uh, to you know, 2014, 2015, you know, they've been a constant in Hutch. Um, you know, that's who we upset in the first round four years ago. So I'm yep. sure you know, they, they'll have a little bit of um, – payback on their mind of course you know none of the guys on either side were a part of that night they yep. were in uniform and those are the ones that that determine the outcome but um you know, you know friday afternoon it's going to be a, another uh, very physical very um taxing game i think is, is what we're expecting and they're playing well um you know, they had to win they had to win one game to um qualify for the tournament they they got in as the the number two seed out of mid florida and that's what you have tomorrow you have uh two panhandle schools playing two mid florida schools yeah we didn't even talk about florida southwestern number one team in the country going down to gulf coast state which we have been talking all year about how great the panhandle conference is and they really proved it with florida southwestern who hasn't played the same type of schedule as people in the panhandle well you know you can only play the people who you can't do anything about your conference schedule. You have to, you're, you're going to play who you play. Um, and everybody in Florida, uh, I think, is outstanding. Looking at this bracket, I felt like I could you, – you could, you could justifiably come up with a way for any of the eight teams to win this tournament. I think one thing that, that we said going back to October, um, when we were going through the Jamboree, Jamboree season was that um, Region 8 was deep, a lot of depth. And I think you know, yesterday was a, a good example of that because you saw a, you know, you saw a two seed in Gulf Coast upset a, not just a one seed, but the number one team in the country. And you mm -hmm. had Eastern Florida, who was a two seed, uh, beat, you know, a champ from the south. And, you know, and there are still teams probably – uh, sitting at home who didn't qualify for this event, who if, if they were in that 18 bracket were, are good enough to – Like a Chipola, like a Chipola. Three, three games together and, and, and get out of here. So it's just, um, you know, number one, you're excited to be here, uh, but you know that it's going to be three very challenging games to walk away with the championship. One thing that we didn't highlight too much, but when TCC went on that 25-0 run – it was 15:39 when they were down by 13. At 7:07 left in the game, they were up 56 to 44. Took a 12-point lead, and at that point, that that's when you looked over at State College of Florida. They were gassed, emotionally shell shocked, 
And there have been times where, I mean, that, that happened to TCC this year when uh, they, they lost to Georgia Highlands. But every single game, Rob matters. I, just as easily being down by 13, TCC could have floundered and, and been sent home and really not head to the national tournament. Right now they keep their chances alive, especially with Gulf Coast State winning. Um, they're going to have to do work against Eastern Florida State for sure. Yeah, sometimes momentum, it just um, – You can't it, explain it. It. Can, it can, things can snowball on you. And, and I think we've experienced that being on the other end of it a couple of different times. The Georgia Highlands game, as you mentioned, uh, even the uh, Gulf Coast game in the regular season finale. You know, you're, yep. We're up 18 with eight minutes left. And, and I mean – last thing you would have ever expected at that point because I want to say it was like a 66 to 48 game and that game ends up 108 107 I mean sometimes a little spark can just create an inferno and it's just hard to put that fire out and and I think that's kind of what you saw last night for whatever reason I can't explain it and I didn't even see the start of it (laughs) but I, I think Shots started falling, you start getting some defensive stops, and next thing you know, it's 25 unanswered, and you're just kind of like, what? What just happened? But I'll go back again, credit State College of Florida, because you, they, could have, they could have wilted at that point. But they dug down, and that game was up for grabs with – A minute left. Two, yeah. Even down to the last minute, yes. So um, – that, that was a hard-fought victory for Tallahassee, no doubt. Big win for TCC. Next game will be 3 p.m. Uh, Central Time, or I should say local time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Friday against Eastern Florida State. TCC with a big game. Rob, where can they watch this? Well, same as, uh, same as the quarterfinals, Emerald Coast TV is streaming all of the games. Best thing I can tell you to do is go to tcceagles.com. When you do, we have a splash page that will pop up. That will carry you to our Tournament Central site. And I have already provided the dedicated links to the TCC games for tomorrow and should we be playing in the championship on Saturday. So you're you're two clicks away. Your first click is to tccegles.com. Well, actually three clicks. (laughs) Your first click is to tccegles.com. Your second is to go into the Tournament Central site when you see the pop-up. And then your third is to click on the link for the stream, but Emerald Coast TV will be streaming. Uh, that's courtesy of Northwest Florida State College, and I just want to say what a fabulous job Ramsey Ross and Wes Johnson and all the staff did on Wednesday um, hosting this event. Hopefully you have seen a lot of the social media activity. They mm-hmm. were in the locker room capturing that moment when uh, – the, the team the, the winning teams come in and they get to slap the logo on the bracket and advance our team you know through the tournament kind of recreating that moment that has become so popular in the NCAA tournament I was talking to Randy yep. last night and you know for my generation that moment for the NCAA tournament always seemed to be um, one shining moment when the championship game was over they still do that, but now for this generation, I think that bracketology 
moment make, in the locker room. That is something that they go in and they show that after every game. It and makes the fans feel like they're a part of the run. It, does. it really does. And uh, so anyway, you know, one 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 day down, and I know there are three more very long days ahead for everybody here, but they did a great job on Wednesday, and I just want to you know, give them. Credit where credit is due. Outstanding job. Yeah, and of course, I would like to get a shout out to our fans that were able to to come down. Dr. Rowan um, being able to come down and watch the game with uh, with us. Uh, and 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 really, I know tomorrow there's going to be a, a fairly nice contingent coming in from Tallahassee as well. Well, like I said, it's a, you know a Friday afternoon game, so hopefully we can you know, get a few more to come over. Uh, you know, ticket information. You, you can still purchase, you know, a tournament pass, which is $25, and that would get you in Friday and Saturday should you want it. Although at this point, um, a session ticket tomorrow will be $10, and I believe it's going to be $10 yeah. for the championship game. So probably uh, more fiscally responsible to just do uh, session passes at this point. But it's, uh, you know, $10 for the session. That gets you two games, and we will be the – Second game of the day will be the second men's semifinal. So, Gulf Coast, Central Florida will be at 1 Central, 2 Eastern. And then Tallahassee, Eastern Florida at 3 Central, 4 Eastern on Friday. And the two winners will meet for the championship at 6 Eastern on Saturday night. It's going to be a great, great weekend for TCC. I know it's already – uh, got off to a, an amazing start as Coach McCall gets his thousandth win. Zach Setembre gets his first win as a postseason uh, or his first postseason win as a head coach at TCC. And we open season two of track of Saturday afternoon up at Smith Station, Alabama, in the Adonica Ferguson Invitational. Well, thanks for listening, and as always, Rob, go Eagles! Go Eagles!